I went to the States to watch my brother compete at the Games in 2015. Okay. And I literally was like the last man in the stadium, like watched the presentation and everything, just like soaked it all in. I was like, fuck, this is what I want to do. That's what I want to be the fittest man on earth. And You get that bronze medal. Mm. Obviously the feeling of elation that comes with that, the pride of, you yeah. know, I've worked for this, I'm now here. Mm. It's a dream, not fully realised, but somewhat. Right, to be on the podium, you're so close to that top position. Yeah. And then the world comes crumbling down beneath you. As bad as it, as it is, like CrossFit like brought me down. Mm. Like, brought me crumbling down, but at the same time, it was what brought me back up and like f- fixed me and healed me and gave me that sense of direction and purpose again. Alrighty, g'day, g'day. Welcome back to another episode of A Lot To Talk About. It is your boy, the captain of the ship, the man in charge, Bradley J. Driver. Of course, call me Brad. Blessed to be here today with a guest who is now local again. Um, he's an absolute weapon. I've had to move the camera back about an extra meter to get his fucking deltoids in the screen. Um, <laughs> I just worked out. So. Yeah, exactly. That fresh pump. I did this morning. I should have waited until lunchtime. But really excited to be here. We've tried to tee this up a couple of times, but logistics of where both of us have been and the busyness of your schedule. I was going to say the busyness of mine, but that would be fucking adding a little oh, bit of mayo to what the calendar looks like right now. Everyone's busy in their own life. That's it. That's <laughs> it. But it's a blessing to be here with one of the fittest men on earth. I think soon to be the fittest. He's an absolute unit. One of CrossFit's biggest names. He's our own Aussie homegrown hero. Um, and now a Wollongong local. So ladies and gentlemen, from your home, your car or wherever you are, give a very warm welcome to the one, the only, Mr. Ricky. Garrard. 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 Fuck. You got it. You got it. (laughs) Somewhat close enough. (laughs) Such a pleasure to have you here, brother. Pleasure to be here, bro. Appreciate it. Mate, it's like I said, it's my pleasure. I've had the pleasure of witnessing you in action now, um, just recently at at Down Under, under. which was great. Um, But I've also had the pleasure of like running past you on multiple occasions at my very average run pace. While you're no, doing you're something, you're pretty quick, right? Oh, I don't know about that, brother. I've seen you ripping in lately. I've seen you ripping in so consistently down there at the Blue Mile, yeah. and it's been nice that I always like to recall where I first met a guest, and I think the first time I reached out to you was a long time ago, but I'd just known of you through like I'm no big CrossFit fan or no CrossFit yeah. athlete, if you can't tell on camera, but. <laughs> I was a fan of of your work, you know, being an yeah. Aussie lad and the fact yeah. that you were right at the top of the pile, it was, you know, it was inspiring to see. Mm. And even as someone who is not fully immersed in the sport and yeah. the way the sport works, you're lying if you say you can't sit in front of CrossFit and just marvel at the fact that you were all just hybrid athletes and, mm. and so good at what you do. Yeah. So I was inspired by your efforts as an athlete, but then... Um, you know, a few mutual friends bumping into each other down there yeah, at North yeah. Beach. Yeah. Um, shout out to Tez, Tez um, yeah, introducing us. I, I remember meeting you. Yeah, down Tez there at the beach, little sun session yeah. down yeah. at North one day. And yeah. mate, it's just a, it's a privilege to have you on the show here. So thank you for coming in. No dramas. Appreciate it. Talk to me about the childhood because it seems to be, especially within sport, um, but within most areas of life, that childhood is what sets you up for mm. future success. You don't really stumble into a sport too late in life um, or stumble into you know athletic ability late in life without having some sort of get up and go about you as a young fella. Yeah, yeah, so talk sure. me about your early days. Yeah, mate, well, I'm, I'm the youngest of four, so I was born, that helps. born into a family and 
man, from as far back as I can remember, it was competitive from, from day one. I bet. I had an older brother and, and sisters who were competitive. My parents were um, high-level sportsmen and uh, sports lady, I should say. And, um, yeah, we, we grew up on five acres in, mm. in a small town in Mittagong, um, just on a farm with dogs and cows and horses. And, Fuck, farm boy strength, eh? Yeah, backyard. Just used to play every sport under the sun and... Um, yeah. yeah, I um, played a lot of, pretty much from five years old, I started playing soccer. So okay. that was my first sport off, off the bat, playing soccer on the weekends. Don't take this the wrong way, but I can't see you being good at, <laughs> like seeing you with the frame that you have now, Yeah, I can't see you playing soccer. Yeah, I don't know, it was interesting. I played for one year, I don't know, probably should have stuck at it, but... Um, yeah, I doubt I would have carried on to be very good, but at that, I did score ten goals in my first game. So ten goals, must, fucking must hell, must have been doing alright. But not bad, eh? Hey, that's a hey, that's a good way to kick it yeah, off, eh? Got a little award, free yeah. free McDonald's cheeseburger, the best for for my efforts, the best ten goals. Yeah, played soccer for a year and then got into hockey. Yep, got into field hockey. Played played like minkies field hockey for. a I pretty much played hockey from yeah five years old till I was seventeen. Just, oh shit! Yeah, I was hard out into Loved hockey because yeah. my sisters and my brother were right into it. Yep. So I kind of just followed the footsteps of that, and um, I was also I started playing rugby rugby league at eight years old. Yeah. Um, my dad was a heavily heavy footy player. He loved loved his footy. He played for Power and Penrith, so he was. He was keen as with his footy, and he got me into that at eight years old, and coach yeah. coached me and me and the young boys That's the team. He coached me from eight years old till I was eighteen. Yep. Every year th- throughout the what position were you playing? Club uh, halfback. Fuck, um, skillful fella, eh? Not bad, eh? Hey? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I played halfback till I was sixteen, and then had a crack at fullback when I turned seventeen, and yep. Pretty much didn't look back from there. I loved playing fullback after that. But, um, yeah, man, just played heaps of sports in school. Used to just turn up and just have a go. Have a dig? dig. Were you back then, like, were obviously to play halfback, you've got a skill set, like you're good with a footy in your hands and, you know, good kicker. Mm. But were you a unit? Like, were you a thicker guy for your age? No, I was tiny, man. I was a little little weed. (laughs) So was then the motivation to start hitting the gym, was that? To get thicker four footy. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the, at like 15, 16. I was like, all right, I'm still not growing, like I'm tiny. Yeah. But I was pretty tough for my size and just had to play smart as a footy player. Had that dog in your brother. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, hit the gym probably like 15, going on 16. Yeah. Just pump the weights, no idea what I was doing, just go in the gym yeah. and literally just. You know, all the machines are like lined up in yeah. a row. I'd just go on each one, three sets of 10, three sets of 10, just yeah. walk around and do all the sets, do some bench and pull-ups and all that. And do then, you feel like you grew fast? Nah, took me ages, hard, man. One uh, of those hard gainers. I, I didn't grow spurt till I was 18, going on 19. Oh, really? Yeah, real real late growth spurt. Yeah. 70, 72 kilos for ages. Even when I went down, turned it up down at Canberra Raiders. Yep. When I was 18, got scouted when I was playing fullback. And um, yeah, ended up, I was down there, 72 kilos. Shit. Just ringing wet. Just... You know what's funny? I made a big deal about 72 kilos and I was around 76 when I ran my first marathon in 2020. 
Oh, so I wasn't much better and I was fucking 24 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So it's been a big, big journey on the, on the, um, hitting the gym and trying to get size and all that stuff. Yeah. So. Did you love it early on? What's that? Like lifting, being in the gym. Did you nah, love that environment? Nah, not really. Eh? So, I, I was only going there to, to try and get some size on me. I just loved like the team environment and just playing yeah. sport. I just always had that competitive edge in me to just, yeah want to win things <laughs> so where does crossfit come into the 4a for you because i would yeah. say that so you're 28 now yeah 28 yeah yeah so crossfit's only been really popular for what the last five ten years yeah five ten years yeah, yeah so yeah. it would have been probably like your early days in footy that you're first exposed to like yeah. ollie lifting yeah. or early days in like you know canberra system yeah you're exposed to ollie lifting and yeah. conditioning style workouts yeah so i started crossfit in 2012 i would have been 18 yep 18 um my brother came out of the army and he'd learnt kind of the basics of crossfit and kind of got introduced to it in in the army and when he moved home he kind of just we'd go to the 24-hour gym and he'd try and teach me some stuff that he learnt and literally just look at stuff on youtube and try and copy along in in the mirror at the gym yeah um yeah pretty much got into it then to try and help with my with my rugby with my footy and then yeah we just trained out a 24-hour gym and yeah, after after that i actually started noticing my my footy was improving like out of sight yeah. heaps faster heaps stronger like way more balance on my feet and mm. stronger on the ball i wasn't getting smashed by the other guys as much and then um yeah really got hooked on that just from seeing the results and then yeah smashed out crossfit for yeah, 2012 13 14 kind of was doing it on the side of footy yep and then um yeah i was down in canberra trying to pursue my my childhood dream of playing nrl and doing all that and then i actually went to the states in 2015 which is kind of so i played under 20s and when i finished under 20s i was kind of on the edge of what i wanted to do yep if i wanted to keep going down the footy path or just get a job or and then I went to the States to watch my brother compete at the games in 2015. Okay. And I literally was like the last man in the stadium, like watched the presentation and everything, just like soaked it all in. I was like, fuck, this is what I want to do. That's wild. I want to be the fittest man on earth. And literally came home from that trip in the States, watched my brother and just didn't look back. Signed up to a program, didn't miss a session for a whole 12 months. Yeah, wow. Just, but he chopped firewood for money and... Lived at mum and dad's and just fuck. I love that. Trained every day, bro. That for me, I think that for me is like proper dedication, right? So I always, I think it's easy to do something and say you love it when you're making great money or you're early, like the rewards come early. Mm. But when you have to sacrifice, yeah, you fight. figure out whether you love something or not, right? Yeah, fuck yeah, and fight for it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, money is the ultimate test of whether you really love something or not. Because mm. when it's not coming in. Yeah. Like, man, I remember when I started this show, right? Yeah. I got to a point where I was so unhappy in my job. I was a real estate agent. Yeah. And four years in the job, I just got to the point where I was that unhappy at work. Like, I'd be crying in my car before work going, fuck, how have I got to a point where my life feels so meaningless? Yeah. And I remember quitting my job four episodes into the show. Oh, shit. And I'd just bought a property two months before. Had no way of paying my mortgage. COVID happened. And I remember being in my house doing like interviews over Zoom during COVID. Mm. 
and I was so happy, but I had no money coming in. Yeah. And I thought I'd figure it out. I got to a point where I had to sell my house because I got broke. Yeah, right. um, made a little bit of money off my house. And I'll tell you what, financial pressure is oh, stressful. Man. It makes you achieve things. Though. Bloody oath, it drives you. <laughs> it drives, it drives you. you. And man, it drove me. And even to a point now where I haven't figured out the money thing, yeah. still fucking challenging, but yeah, fuck, I sure. love what I do. Yeah. And for me, that's a sign, right? Because yeah, if I was sure. just making good money early and if it all fell into my lap, yeah. I remember starting and thinking, in a year, yeah. I'm up there with Rogan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> fucking so naive. Yeah. But you, you learn. You those goals, huh? You do, you do. And you learn whether you love it or not when things don't go to plan. Yeah. And I fucking love this, man. Nothing's yeah. gone to plan, but... But here we are, you keep grinding, here you are, yeah. all these years later. I'm really curious, mm. when did that when did that sort of like realization, obviously in the stadium of I want to do this, I want to be the fittest man on earth. Yeah. When was the first time in the gym or at a competition where you went, Fuck, that's just not something I'm telling myself in my head. This is fully this is achievable. Possible. Yeah. When yeah. was that? Yeah, it's a big, big call to say it out front, like and have that that dream and that goal but to actually do it's another thing so it was it, for me that point was 2016 regionals um so which is the like the aussie champs to qualify yep. for the crossfit games and i um i was going in ranked th- sixth and the top five make it to the games and um yeah i was literally just training in the gym and literally been working my ass off every day and got to like two weeks out and I was like PB in my lifts and everything was just feeling feeling that's awesome. when you know you're on yeah and I turned up to this competition with no no real expectation that I could make the top five mm. and literally by the end of the weekend one workout to go I was sitting in fourth place with yeah, one workout in front of me between me and making it to like where my dream was to to get go to the CrossFit Games and obviously my goal was to win it Win yeah. the games, that's always been my, my long-term goal. And, um, yeah, just to realise the, the potential I had in my first year competing like at the Aussie Champs was like... I ended up missing the spot by two points because yeah. in that workout I got a no rep on the on my last legless rope climb. Yep. And um, had to redo the rep and... I literally came six in that workout, but that was enough to push me from fourth to six overall okay. by two points. So, 2016, I missed missed my my spot to go to the CrossFit Games. But then after, like it was kind of meant to be. Like it was the kick in the ass that I needed, but as well as the confidence, yeah. it gave me that I can I can do this for sure. And then. Um, yeah, literally after that comp, I just knuckled down for another 12 months. Didn't miss a session, didn't miss anything on my program. Just stuck to the routines that I was doing, living at my parents and just making enough money to keep my head above water so I could train as much as I could. To and eat a fuck ton of chicken and rice. Yeah, and buy enough food I needed to eat to yeah. keep me going. And then, yeah, that next year I, I went to the same thing and qualified second and went to the games after that and then yeah the story continues from there the story there. continues <laughs> so talk to me I'm, I'm really curious as to you just spoke there about it fueled the fire knowing that you were so close in 2016 yeah. i think people go either way though right to miss out so narrowly yeah can push people off the other end off the other where they're end, like yeah. 
fuck. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm devastated. I've just missed this. Yeah. Maybe it's not for me. Yeah. Or it can drive you as it did for yourself. But was that an immediate realization or did that take a little bit of reflection you know, and I guess you sit yeah, down and... Yeah, took a bit of reflection to realise, yeah. like, all right, you've only been doing this for, like, a year and a bit, like, properly. Yeah. Um, like, if, if you just continue to do what you're doing and stick to your, your routines and stay disciplined, like, mm. imagine where you're going to be in another 12 months. So for sure. Literally within a, that night of after it happened and, and had a, was a bit upset and carried on a bit. Yeah. It was just like that realization of like, like you're on the right track. Like, yeah, it's not meant to be right now. Like, just be patient, and your your time will come. Now, talk to me about 2017. 2017 is the year that, if I'm correct, it's either that or 2018 that you went to the games and yeah, you know, hit the 2017, podium. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's not just a turnaround. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah. That year later to go from just missing the games yeah, to standing on the podium of the games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Talk to me about that, um, that games, that competition, that week. Yeah, at the games? Yeah. Oh, man, it was, it was unreal. I still remember it clear as day. It was, yeah, coming into what you'd been dreaming of and having mm. the opportunity to um, yeah, showcase yourself on the world stage. Like, yeah. There's nothing, no, no more better feeling like it the nerves uh, through the roof and yeah and um yeah it, it tests your limits it's, it's places you go places you've never been before and it's places you can't go unless you put yourself in that environment talk to me about that so your brother is he still competing at this time no he's not now so he's just in your he's, corner he's actually still on a band at the moment so okay he, he's back in six months and he's plan, planning to compete fuck the it, brother's going again, at it yeah so in that moment, you're there, you're carrying the flag for the family, you're carrying the flag for Australia. Yeah. And I'm really curious about, because I don't know the ins and outs of CrossFit, right? Yeah. So when you're coming into a games, mm. obviously a lot of these events, they, do they give you hints of what you should be training for in the lead up or is it just like... No, nah, you literally get there and it's like two days before it starts, they bring you to like an athlete dinner. Yeah. You'll sit down and then the organizer comes out and he says all right the first event's going to be this uh maybe like event eight is going to be this and mm. then event 12 is going to be this and he might give you three out of like 15 of the events and then okay. just leaves you with that and then that's pretty much all you know until you go there you do event one event one finishes you try and recover and then you go to a briefing everyone, yep. everyone goes there and you find out the next event and it'll be like all right you start in half an hour Okay. You go warm up and all right, get shit. sorted. Got to do this. Got to do that. Try and get ready to go. So when you're there in those moments, like especially put me in the position of 2017, right? Are you are you fucking shitting it because you're like oh, I didn't prepare for that or I'm not ready for this? Or did yeah. you feel throughout the course of that games? Did you think I've pretty well prepared as much as I could for what's in front of me here? Yeah, you prepare for. Like everything you expect to come up, but there's yeah. always something that's going to come up that you go, oh shit, like I didn't do much of that this year yeah. or I'm not very good at that. Like shit. And you get like, how am I going to do it sort of thing? Yeah. And um, but yeah, that first year at 2017, I was pretty much just like, just a rookie, like just happy to be there. Mm. Didn't, didn't had like no experience. Um, just literally just, throw my hand up and 
every workout I just give it my best effort and I happen to come out in third place so it's because here's the thing right I, I don't think if you're not a fan of you know if you're listening to this or watching this and you're not a fan of CrossFit I think you would not realize how heavily promoted um watched commentated the games are and even mm. all of the competitions in the lead up that qualify you like regionals and that like there is so much talk about the athletes as we work into these competitions and like yeah. where people should be placed, who's looking good, who's not. Yeah. Coming into that games, is there any talk about Ricky? No, nothing. Yeah, so it's like you would have been the guy um, that come out of nowhere. Come out of nowhere, yeah, for yeah. sure. The dark horse. <laughs> Which do you think in hindsight, now that you're a more experienced athlete who goes into any competition with a level of expectation on their shoulders, Yeah. do you... Do you like being a top dog or did you like being that underdog? Um, I don't know. I think, I think I'm growing into the top dog sort of pressure feeling. Yeah. Um, I did originally like that underdog feeling and just like kind of mm. sneaking under the radar. But um, I'm learning to own that presence now and, and um, yeah, lead with that confidence and own that I, I, I'm one of the best. I love that. What talk to me about the the vibe backstage when you're getting prepared? Are people chatty? Are the nah. athletes chatting? Nah. nah, everyone's it's pretty full on now. Like it's like you imagine when you go to the zoo and you see like a <laughs> just a group of lions just like yeah. pacing around, just like looking at each other. Yeah, it's pretty much like that. And like because everyone's nervous, everyone's like stressing about yeah. what's what's in front of them, the pain we're going to go through to do this workout and. The intensity we're going to hit and who's going to win and shit. I hope I don't stuff up. And you're also walking out to a massive stadium full yeah, of people, full and of people in the crowd and stuff. So yeah, the warm up area is pretty intense. Like had some had some good experiences in there. And um, to be honest, I, I love it. I love it. I like I get super nervous for competitions and stuff. But the most time I'm most nervous is when I'm not at the competition. When okay. I'm at home in the shower on my own, or if I'm trying to eat, or if I'm just and your brain's just thinking about it, and you just yeah. you just wind yourself up, and you just like get so nervous. But when I get there, and there's all the competitors around me, mm. like I feel like I just turn into like this different sort different of beast, base. and I start like owning myself, and I get confident, and yeah, it's get, like, heaps excited. I dig that. Is that so? When you're actually at the games. How yeah. how many days does the games go for? Five. Five, five. five days, yeah. Do you, is it the first few days that you're the most nervous or does it just continue? Yeah, well, I first, guess it depends where you stand though on the leaderboard, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty much. First few days, like everyone's a lot more nervous and fucking super intense. Everyone's like mm. on schedule, doing their warm-ups, everything. By the end of the day, like you can see like everyone's pretty <laughs> wounded and yawning and tired but by the end of the day it literally just becomes mental like if you're in that top five like going into the second last last day it's literally just a dog fight mm. of like who wants it more because your body's literally rat shit like yeah your legs are fucked your arms are fucked yeah you like you're tired you just want to sleep like you've had not enough food and like mm. You haven't had enough sleep and everything, so it literally just becomes like a mental dogfight of like, who wants it? Who wants it more? For sure. And yeah, it's it's insane. It's hectic, but <laughs> I, lo- I love it. I love it. Talk to me about the moments following this games, right? So 2017, you stood on the podium. 
you get that bronze medal. Mm. Obviously, the feeling of elation that comes with that, the pride of, you know, I've worked for this, I'm now here. Mm. It's a dream, not fully realized, but somewhat, right? To be on the podium, you're so close to that top position. Yeah. And then the world comes crumbling down beneath you. Yeah. You get get popped with... Mm. What 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 Psalm. is it that they find Psalms. Psalms? Yeah. Now he's so explain this to me because as far as I'm aware, people can buy Psalms at a shop. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. You just walk into a, I'm not sure about now, but back then you could just walk into a supplement store and yeah. be on the shelf and you just buy it at the counter and walk out. Okay, so how, what's the education like in the CrossFit world? Because yeah, like it's improved a lot lately. Yeah. Back then it wasn't much at all to be honest. Yeah. And like personally I was very uneducated. Mm. Didn't really think twice about anything I was taking, supplements, proteins, like these psalms, any anything because I'd walk into a supplement store and and be asking like what can I do to help my strength, my recovery, like and the guy yeah. guy behind the counter obviously He's a salesman. He's going to talk talk your ear off and try and yeah. sell you anything under the sun. So For sure. I took his word and bought what he was selling me and just didn't think twice. Went away and kept training and taking this stuff and just keep going. Yeah. And at what point did you realize that there could be a problem here? Was there a conversation before um, results come back where you're like, oh, hold on. Yeah. Maybe I'm in trouble here or was yeah, it well, more the, so? The, the guy I bought it from at the shop, because I ended up building a bit of a relationship with him because I was always going to the shop. He he reached out to me and said, oh, that stuff I sold, sold you, I'm not too sure about it. Just jump off it 10 days before or whatever, yeah. the competition. And then that was when I was like, kind of, oh, shit, like, what the fuck is this, this guy sold me? And yeah. I literally stopped it then, and that was probably, I don't know, I can't quite remember, 10, 9 or 10 days from the comp. Mm. that I stopped and then he he just kind of said to me oh, like you'll be fine like don't worry about it and I was like just rolled with it didn't really think twice about it just thought oh, sh- like surely not it's it's from a shop I bought it off the shelf it's not like I'm jabbing needles in myself like yeah. surely I'm fine like I'm not breaking the rules Yeah. but I, I just got rid of it just in case and then just from that point didn't think about it just focused on the on the games and yep competed like yeah, nine days later and ended up third did my piss test didn't even cross my mind during the piss test that this could be a false false test and just was just stoked on the result and just got home to family and friends and was just high on life and just living it up and getting like all pumps for next year and just started training again and then Literally, I was driving to see my Cairo in Bondi in Sydney and got the email and was like, fucking nearly crashed the car. And just, yeah, I bet. Just from that point on, just uh, came spiraling down and couldn't believe it. So, when you do the piss test, is that post-comp or is it pre-comp? Post-comp. Post-comp. Yeah. And so, so that's what, 14 days after you've stopped taking it? Yeah. So what stops anyone in the lead up who knows that from doing that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's because it, you could. And well, then, well, technically, we we we're on a whereabouts list, so I could get tested. Okay. Twenty four hours notice, they could tell me now I'm coming to test you. Yeah. Tomorrow. 
Was that the case back then, though? Or is this more recent? Possibly. Okay, I, I, but I you weren't on the radar, really, yeah, were you? I didn't really so. look into and know much about it back then as much as I do now. Yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, they, their, te- their testing is not as professional as it could be, but they, they do the best yeah. with, with what they got. And I, yeah. I imagine it's a cost costly thing to do. For sure. Financial-wise, so uh, they've definitely improved over the years. I'm curious, we had a conversation before, CrossFit owns the rights to every test result. Yeah. How does that, like, how does that work? Is it governed by WADA or... Um, they follow WADA's protocols, so they okay. use, use drug-free sport, yep. which is like a, like a sub-company to WADA, yep. but they're not really run by WADA, they just follow the same mm. guidelines and procedures as WADA. Yeah. And CrossFit employ them to do all their drug testing for their athletes. And then they get the sample and they do it in the lab and get the results and they send the results to CrossFit. Yeah. And then CrossFit have the rights to those results and CrossFit decide what they want to do with it. Okay. So Interesting. Skip. I guess we'll leave that we'll leave that there, <laughs> won't we? I think people can make their own assumptions on that. Yeah. I have mine. I think what I'm really curious about, Rick, is talk to me about the feeling amongst the group of athletes at the time. Like, are you connected with any of the athletes and are you speaking to them as this news comes out? Because I assume that Cross does CrossFit break the news or do you break it first? Yeah, they broke they broke the news okay. first, like literally like eight hours after I sent my email back to them. Like, okay. I didn't even find out by email that they were going through with the decision of the four-year ban. Okay. Literally just went nuts on social media, Facebook, Instagram, everything. Yeah, wow. And it was pretty intense. My phone was going off and it was pretty hectic. What's your mental health like at the time? Because I can't imagine that's easy to read, hear, yeah, experience. It was, it was a little surreal. It was kind of like a bad dream. Like, yeah. Like it was happening, but it wasn't happening. I was just kind of blocking it out. And... Um, mm. At the time, I was actually on a, on a I used to, I used to run a, a fit trips like a fitness holidays with yep. my ex partner. Yep. And we were actually on a fit trip driving to the destination, and I was like driving the bus and organising people, and we literally got to the service station and pulled up when we found out, and it was pretty intense because I like had to maintain my like professionalism on the on the tour. Like we mm. had like fifteen people like paid a service to come and experience this fitness holiday with me and take them out and stuff. So it was probably good in a way. It was like a distraction and it kept me busy. Yeah. But in the same time, it was pretty tough to kind of stay. For sure. Stay focused and not not let myself down. Was there any fight? Was there any appeal? Or was it just, this is it? This is your yeah, reality I, now? It was, it was pretty much it. Yeah. I, I sent a little appeal back, but I had no leg to stand on. It was just... I had to cop it on the chin. It is what it is. Yeah. And was the like the CrossFit community, the athletes that you'd compete against, yeah, was there any conversation a few, amongst them? You reached out and said like, sorry to hear and Yeah. Like I'm sure it wasn't like super intentional and I hope you yeah. I hope you're okay and stuff. Which was Which, which is nice. Nice, yeah. There was maybe one or two who weren't as nice. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. For sure, I've I've seen some conversation, and it could be pot co- boiling the kettle black 
from what I've yeah. seen and heard, yeah, yeah. Um, how do relationships nowadays feel and seem with yeah. some of those more negative characters? Yeah, man, it's actually turned around. Like some of the people okay. that were negative, like I see them in person now, and it, yeah, at, at first oh. it was super awkward. They didn't know where to look. I didn't know where to look. Like didn't know what to say, what to do, yeah. and then. Like, which is fair enough. Like, I don't know how they want to treat me. And obviously they were disappointed with what I did and yeah. stuff. But I think over the, this past year, I've earned my respect back from a lot of athletes. And, For sure. And, um, yeah, I think I've earned it. Maybe not everyone, but to be honest, it doesn't, doesn't faze me. Like, I'm on this journey to win the CrossFit Games and I've got the circle of people I want around me and... If there's other people that don't agree with it or whatever, then they're not stopping me. So For sure. Talk um, to me about your circle now. Obviously, it becomes more important than ever mm. that the people around you for a comeback like this are the right people. Yeah. I can imagine that this is not just a thought of the moment, but a, fo- a thought four or five years ago when you started this mm. journey, this redemption journey, yeah. that it was like let's get even tighter with this circle let's formulate yeah, the yeah. right group and yeah and let's get ready to go yeah for sure well the, the toughest part of coming back after the band was literally just managing like one my mental health two my finances and then three deciding exactly what i wanted to do with my life because i was so set on that one thing mm. that just got spun around full circle and it was like I had, I had no plan b and like I'm, I'm that sort of person i don't have a plan b i i focus on one thing and i burn all the boats and i take the island sort of attitude and so um yeah that was that was tough but i um yeah to be honest i, I didn't really know how i was going to fix it how i was going to get through it it was literally just one day at a time just mm. like getting through it and just like keeping my mental health strong and making sure I just get out of the house and go train or go and mountain bike or message someone and catch up for lunch or yeah and just keep my keep myself busy and um was there ever a thought that you wouldn't come back yeah, yeah early, early days so like when it happened I was like all right this is a sign like I gave up on my my footy dream of playing NRL this is my my sign to go back to footy and and pursue that dream. So, I literally um, chased like a train and trial contract up in Queensland with like a low level club. Yep. And they took me on, and I, I moved up there to. Oh fuck! I didn't know this. Yeah, I moved up to Yapoon, like in Rockhampton. Yeah. And um, yeah, just lived there and and did the preseason and the trial games and everything. And like, was like, all right, sweet, like. I've just switched my focus and my mindset to this. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try and make the NRL. And then, yeah, after a couple of trial games, literally like someone, like Asada, came knocking on the door at the club and said like, this guy's on a on a ban for a positive drug test. And we spoke to the organisation and what he's committed, we're bringing into... Asada and we're going to apply our rules from Asada into him playing oh, rugby league fuck. and said he, that I can't play 
anything under Asada for four years as well. So that was like another hit in the face. Bloody oath it would be. And then from that point on, so that was like the end of, oh, that was the start of 2019. Mm. Like February, like getting close to the season starting sort of thing. And then from that point onwards, I just went, all right, fuck it. I'm coming back. I'm just going to do my time, be patient. Yeah. Just keep turning up to the gym. Just put in the work and just the time will pass. And And are you just living so frugally in this time? Yeah. Like just living basic, surviving, getting by until you can get back and earn some money. I I I worked at F45 in Yapoon because that's where my ex-partner was working. Yeah. And I'd just work couple of classes there just to get some money to pay rent and keep food yeah. on the table and allow me to keep going to the gym and then yeah I moved moved home from there eventually just missed like family and home and stuff so I ended up moving back and I um, just lived at my parents from then on and just yeah just stayed focused on that on that goal and literally like as bad as as it is like CrossFit like brought me down like mm. brought me cumberling down but at the same time it was what brought me back up and like f- fixed me and healed me and gave me that sense of direction and purpose again for sure and like having my brother's gym and all the community there when i moved home and just i literally just like because i'd manage finances so i ended up having to work work like a job during the day and yeah i literally just go to the gym every afternoon and just train with the class and just have some fun, hang out with people, hang Let's around see. after class, do some extras and just yeah, just live that for a while and wake up, go to work and just do yeah. that, do that every day and just focus on my friends and my environment and family and just yeah. make sure I was happy. Now you've, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you've qualified for the games, right? For next year? Nah, it starts again. It starts again. Yeah. So there was something that you qualified for this year. I remember seeing a video... Sorry. That's right. You need to take that. No, it's all good. All good. <laughs> Mate, this is live. This is this is live and free. The missus checking in. Um, when you, I, I remember seeing a video of you qualifying for something or or coming out of the top of a competition on a podium earlier this year, yeah. and I remember watching you in the last event, last rep, and you moved out of that last rep, and there was just like this victorious oh, scream. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I don't that know. Was, that was semi-finals. Semi-finals, to, yeah. To make it to, back to the CrossFit game. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was an intense, intense, stressful weekend. I bet. Was it Torian? <laughs> Torian, yeah. Yeah, okay. Now yeah. I'm, it's coming back to me now. Yeah, and I remember seeing that release afterwards. Yeah. And I just, you could tell that that was like yeah. four or five years of just built up, yeah, drive, man. determination, that everything was, you had. That was the the pinnacle moment of all that time I'd been waiting for mm. to get back, to have that opportunity to relive this dream. How did that feel? Describe that moment. Oh man, it, was, it feels insane. Like goosebumps, like mm. massive relief, like a whole truck just comes off your shoulders. Definitely. But that weekend was, was literally the weekend where it was like make or break like mm. I'd, I'd G'd up this story and this redemption and this comeback for the past two and a half years, three years. Like it was that one weekend, three days to prove myself and 
make everything come true. So the nerves and uh, the stress I went through that weekend was was pretty intense. I like literally nearly killed myself on the first workout and nearly got medically withdrawn. And really, yeah, I had to go on a on a drip and they were checking my heart and shit, saying that they might not let me continue and. Fuck, you would have been stressing. Yeah, I was I was a bit out of it, but I was like, this is not how this, this isn't story the plan. ends. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. isn't the plan. Did you ever consider before that weekend what would happen if it didn't go to plan? Uh, I didn't think about it, eh? Just plan A? Yeah, just plan A. But as you said, burn the boats. Burn the boats, yeah. Take yeah. the island. <laughs> yeah, take the island or you don't yeah. go back at all. Yeah, man, that's... I've... I've Develop that strategy over the over the years, and I think it, it like it can stress you out, but I think it it works works mm. well. What were some um, of the strategy, strategies mentally, like that mindset work that you're doing over the course of that couple of years, to keep you in it? Like obviously you said community was a big part of that. Yeah, training, keeping yeah. yourself afloat where you could. Yeah. Is there anything you're doing in your own time? Was there sort of any mindfulness practice, journaling? Um, you know, speaking to anyone like how do you yeah, ca- because i'm so have to say i admire so much your ability to have what you love yeah. and what you've dreamt of taken away from you yeah, yeah and not just for a year or not just for a couple of months sit on the sideline but mm. to sit on the sideline and continue to graft in your own time and sacrifice for it yeah. for four to five years to get yeah. yourself back to this point now yeah man it was like pretty much if if you want something that bad and you wake up every day and the first thing you think of is 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 you want to be the fittest on earth and the biggest thing that that drove me and um was that I knew that I could be that person mm. and like waking up every day knowing that that could be me was literally what drove me and I would think like fast forward and I'd think like when I'm in my 40s or 50s, if I didn't like listen to what my brain was telling me and and continue on that path, that I would have the biggest regret, probably the crankiest old cunt in the world, yeah. and just like be living in regret and just like not, not be happy. So yeah, I I just literally just even even when I would like want to give up or like this is too hard. I'd literally just like go and do a workout and just smash it and then it'd literally just switch my head back to like tell me like like you're an animal, you can you can do this, like you you've got a gift and and um don't like just throw it away like this. Like three years is nothing, like it's gonna pass. In the scheme of things, yeah. Yeah. Like the time's gonna pass anyway, like I may as well put it towards something that's gonna leave a legacy and like something I'm going to be proud of for my like identity moving forward in life and mm. like when I grow old I can be tell tell kids stories and be happy with who I was as a man and how I grew up do you think that's your biggest fear like would your biggest fear be how you'd feel and how you'd handle the fact of not having given it everything yeah probably could say that eh? I reckon because I think that's something that terrifies me like yeah. I I think about all the time, had I have not, had I have not had the courage to leave my job, mm. I would have earned good money. I was on a path to earn really good money. Mm. And I remember just before I left my job in real estate, my bosses sat me down and said, 
we think you could be one of the youngest guys to ever make a million bucks in gross commission a year. Mm. And I was just like, That's big... what for though? Like mm. I imagined myself, I could see myself being 50, overweight, unhappy, mm. nice car, nice house, nice suit, but yeah. hated life. Yeah. And like, I think when you're unhappy, you need all of that. Yeah. You need all of that to somewhat justify why you feel tortured. Yeah, yeah, for Where sure. Where now, I'm at, and this is probably a little bit TMI, a um, <laughs> little bit of oversharing, but yeah. I made $1,000 this year. Oh, wow. $1,000, right? So when you go from your boss is telling you you could make a million dollars in gross commission, which isn't a million take home, it, yeah. it ends up being like 250 grand, right? Yeah. St- still a lot of money. Still, yeah, yeah. And maybe 300. Mm. To then making a thousand bucks in a year, yeah, and you sit there and you go, ooh, a little bit different, but different. fuck, but I'm happy. You, yeah, but you compare your yeah. happy, happiness. My life has meaning. Yeah. My life has a purpose. Like health. my health is great, yeah. but my health went down the drain mentally yeah. and physically. Yeah, when I was in a job that I hated, yeah. and I think for me the fear of what could have been, yeah, drives me just to keep going. Yeah, yeah. I can't even slightly begin to consider what that would have felt like. Yeah, no, that's it. So I, I, I feel you, man. Uh, I feel uh, why you're res- on this path. Perspective for that, that's, bro. That's well, awesome, it's man. it's just, I guess, similar stories, but yeah. in their own unique way, in right? Unique similar way, tones. Yeah. yeah. And so I can understand your drive, and and as you head into this next year, this year to come, mm. where's the mindset? What's the training look like? How does the body feel? Like, are you raring to yeah. go right now? Yeah, man. I'm- I reckon I'm about as fit and strong as I've ever been. And like mentally, I'm just at a place where it's like, it's right at the tip of my tongue. And like everything I've dreamed of, everything I want is is there. Like I can grab it. And it's like, I've just got to keep staying disciplined and keep putting in the work. And it's literally mine for the taking. And it fucking motivates the hell out of me knowing that. And yeah. it gets me excited. And yeah, I just can't wait. How do you balance life? You know, as as a full time athlete, how do you balance? You know, the missus rang there before. Yeah. She's very supportive of everything you do. Oh, like she's, she's never not by your side, supporting you, right? Yeah. She's an angel. And, angel. Yeah, she is. She's a gem of a human. So mm. how do you like? How do you balance all of that stuff? How do you have time to make yeah. sure that the missus gets the love that she deserves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the friends and family get the time with you. That yeah. you know, you have. Do you have things outside of CrossFit, or is it just? Yeah. Your people and your sport. Yeah, I'm I'm big on lifestyle and like um, I'm I'm probably not your most robotic sort of athlete. That's like like I'm disciplined in my own ways, but I'm not like fully regimented. Like I'm a bit of a freestyler and have that bit of like edge where I can just like turn the switch off and and go to work. Like yeah, I, like in in that past four years, I'd I'd be going through the most stressful moments. And I could literally just like within a second just switch it off, block it out, and mm. I'd just annihilate this workout and just like hit these big weights and smash these workouts and like. Have you always been able to do that, or is that something you've had to acquire? Over I think the course I of developed it in in the five years that I had off. Like, just learned to become like real tough and just not let things get to me. Yep. And just be just like, like just don't give a fuck. Just just get it done get it done yeah that's that discipline like, right that's just discipline that's drive yeah. i feel like i'm i've de- it helped me develop the real really good ways to deal with stress and just to like pull things back and look at it from someone else's angle and realize mm. like why the hell are you stressing about that like 
like it's not going to change anything there's nothing you can do about it like it's happened just move on and and focus focus on what's in front of you and i've really learned to just live in the present moment and and um there to the point where i'm almost too present and i don't think far enough forward and like i might be unorganized or late to things or yeah because i'm just so like in the moment yeah a bit guilty of that myself being present <laughs> yeah. yeah but like juggling like the, the missus and the family and stuff like that like it helps that she's super supportive and she knows my whole story and she's like um yeah she's always gonna have my back she she loves me to bits and i love her and we're on this journey together and and um yeah she she works a full-time job and yeah i pretty much just train all day and she comes home from work and um she goes and trains at fitness alley and i'll i'll go down there and take the dogs down there and let them run around while she trains and yep just try and make the most um make the effort to spend time with her in the afternoons and at night i'm watching youtube or netflix and what are we watching at the minute oh man we're, we're struggling a bit we're, we're on yellowstone but it's fuck i'm on that too yeah. man <laughs> it's I'm one gonna... one episode a week at the moment so monday is good and then yeah the rest of the week we're just like flicking through trying to find stuff so me and the missus started watching yeah <laughs> she's already watched all of it right yeah i haven't watched it yet oh, so you're on the she's like i'm gonna play the catch-up game with you right yeah, yeah, yeah. and it took bro, it took us that long to get through. I'm the biggest chatter on the planet, right? So we'll sit down and watch an episode. Oh, I'll pause and go, hey, I just thought about this. Like, what do you think? And she's like, fuck, like, we're never going to get through this. Yeah. So we just got through the first season. We're on a season two now. Oh, nice. So we've got, we've got a long way to go. So she's watching it again. Yeah. With you. Yeah, that's love, that's brother. Love, that's yeah, love, that's, you know. That's true love there. So it's <laughs> um, real nice. commitment, but great show. But you yeah. need that stuff, right? You need downtime. You need oh, balance. Yeah, for sure. And I think that leads to, like I've often, don't get me wrong, I admire guys like Michael Jordan. I admire mm. athletes like a Mike Tyson who are just so relentless in the pursuit of Whoa. this is what my yeah. goal is, this is everything yeah. to me. Yeah. But I remember reading, um, reading parts of Michael Jordan's story or watching The Last Dance, the doco, where he spoke about the fact that he couldn't leave a hotel room in between games or on away nights because he couldn't escape that mindset. He couldn't like he couldn't yeah. go outside and do anything because he's Michael Jordan. He's yeah, that relentless yeah. guy. Yeah. And I think, fuck, is that a bit of a tortured life? Yeah. And yeah, and I know for me it, it, it probably wouldn't be the way that yeah, I'd deal with it I if can, I was in I the can, athlete's shoes. Yeah. I can relate to those people. Like it's a completely different mindset. You have to be like in this trance state where you you're tough you accept pain there's mm. no comfort it's just like you got to be tough and ready to like train hard and push through the pain and mm. lift big weights and like block out the world and then and it's hard because then you go home and you're on the couch and you're comfortable and you're your missus and you're watching tv like it's, it's completely opposite mindset to what yeah. you have when you train so it's like having that like sometimes i have time off and have too much time off and you you spend all this time with your friends and you have awesome time you go mountain biking go out on the boat water skiing and that and yeah then you come home and you try and switch your mindset to like the grind and yeah like training six hours a day and it's like 
those first few days, it's just like... It's hard. Kills you. Yeah, your brain's like really struggling. You, yeah. And you struggle to like switch that mindset back to like being an, being an animal. Because you're in off season at the moment, right? Yeah, pretty much. I got a comp coming up, so I'm I'm kind of still still ripping in, going hard. So I'm ready for that. When you're in like a proper off season, or even when you're in season, yeah. Do you stress? Because you're you're an adventurous man, right? You're always doing something. Yeah. Do you stress about getting injured? Ah, surprisingly, I don't. Because it, it's funny, I was having this conversation the other day with Harry Garside, the boxer. I, 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 it's too much fun for me to have compared to if yeah. I miss out on it. Yeah. I'd rather have the fun and take the risk and live life. injured and live life than not do it and be upset yeah. and bored and not have For it. sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was chatting to Harry, you know Harry Garside, the boxer? Yeah, yeah, Harry, yeah. I was chatting to Harry the other day and I said to him, I admire his ability to like, he just ran last week. He ran 60Ks on the Wednesday and then on the Saturday, I think it was, he ran 100Ks on the sand. Mm. I've seen that. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, Has, like, how do you... That's, that's insane. How do you go run 100K on the sand and not stress that you're going to fuck a calf and then not be able yeah. to skip in the gym or not be able to yeah. bounce around on your toes and, and do your pad work? Like, yeah. I, I don't... I would stress about that. Bro. I remember <laughs> preparing for my first two marathons yeah. I was so stressed about whether or not I could run 42Ks mm. that the idea yeah, of like I'm if someone said to me like, wait, come play a game of touch, I'd be like, nah, I can't. Like yeah. if I fucking stepped off me right yeah. leg and done me ACL, like you're gonna miss out it on would freak me out. Marathon. But I'm trying to get better at like, I've got 50Ks coming up on Monday. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm like, I've been trying to get better at now. If someone says, oh, come have a workout or come do this or yeah. like... It's been a bit of a boys' club, run club lately. So the egos yeah, nice. get involved a little bit, and yeah. we're kicking down and fucking running way too quick at the end of long runs and doing <laughs> dumb finish. yeah sprint finishes <laughs> and racing each other. Like, yeah. but I'm trying to just embrace enjoying the fun of it, yeah. and not be so ro- like you said before, not be so robotic about yeah. oh, I've got to be okay for this because then you're kind of not really embracing the present moment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I look at it as like. Um, like I've I've had experiences where I've been robotic and I just stay regimented and mm. I actually start to burn out and I I lose my my fun for it I lose my like I start saying like this is boring I, I'm over it like this is shit I mm. hate it and then it, that affects your performance yeah so then now it's like if I have a good lifestyle if I train hard if I hang out with my mates if I go mountain biking and I still turn up and I don't miss any sessions, but I'm still having fun outside the gym, then like I'm a super happy person and I'm having yeah. fun, which in the end makes my performance better. Because, For sure. Because you're yeah, living yeah. more less... Do you want to tell the missus? Less stress-free. Oh, that's right. You sure? She, Sweet. She'll be on the drive home. She'll okay. Be, she'll be bored. Just bored, looking for someone she's to chat to. Put her on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. I get that. I get that for sure. Yeah. Cause, man, I, like I, I love. Here's something I struggle with, and this is kind of like I don't think I don't know. If this is why I don't think I'd ever be any good at CrossFit. Yeah. It's either that or the fact that my physique's just not built for the sport, right? Yeah. But, man, I I've got so many things that I enjoy doing. I wish I could do them all, but then I felt like I'd be a bit of a jack of all trades, master of none. 
like for me right now, my main goal is running. Like yeah. I do the charity event. So yeah. I want to be able to run long distances and raise money for my cause. Yeah. And I love it. I really do enjoy running. Like yeah. I'm never more excited than I am for a Sunday morning long run. Yeah. And the boys are always like, why are you so fucking chirpy? <laughs> I just chat the whole way. Like I'm stoked. I enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, sick. But I wish like I tried, like I tried to start surfing mm. during the year. Yeah. And I'm like, I struggle to get there, get out there enough because I'm like, I'm running four mornings a week. Yeah. I'm in the gym three days, yeah. trying to recover as well, trying to do this stuff. I'm like, yeah. fuck, I find it hard to balance all those things. Yeah. As a as a man of many trades in the CrossFit game, yeah, yeah. like for you, what are the things you really enjoy doing and what are the things that feel like more of a task? Yeah, so I really enjoy like just going out to the beach with the dogs and mm. just like I got uh, Staffy Leo and he's yeah. a little menace and he just loves chasing rocks and jumping in the water and chasing the footy so I love getting out with him and just yeah. having some fun there and well I, I train hard Monday Tuesday Wednesday and like Thursdays is like an active recovery day so I just swim yeah and do like a 60 minute zone two so like in terms of how much time it takes out of the day, it's a lot less than a normal training day. So I have yeah. heaps more time to like hang out with some mates. And like this afternoon, I'm going to go mountain biking up Mount, yeah, Mount Kira. I um, just bought an e-bike. I'm going to t- put a toe, oh, sh- toe strap on it and tow me mate up the mountain so we can go riding. That's it. Um, and then like my, my parents have a holiday house down at, um, Bureau Lake in Ulladulla so okay. we get down there and we the old boy's got a boat so we go out lakeboarding and, and skiing and stuff like that it's grass so how many hours a day would stuff. you be training uh, about six holy six, fuck uh, two three hour sessions Jesus yeah so how many calories are you eating a day oh man that's the hardest task trying to get the food yeah. in yeah Compared to if you need help, brother, if you need help, I'm your man. Yeah, I've no issue putting food away. Really, my missus is always on to me about it. How much you eat today? And I'd be like, I had this and this, and she's like, that's not enough. So, what would you be eating? You'd be eating more than five thousand a day, surely. Five thousand is what what I try and hit. Okay, four and a half is minimum. Yeah. So, what do you weigh? Ninety-two, ninety-three kilos. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, it's a lot of food. I can lose weight real quick. Like if I train like I do and I don't eat, if I do that for three days straight, I'll be down from 93 to like 90. Yeah, okay. Just like lean right out. See, I'm a bit of a yo-yo guy, eh? Like I can, one of my best mates, um, Brother Fern, eh, we call him. That's kind of a new nickname. I hope he listens to this because he'll get get the meaning behind it. Um, He calls me mutters. Because, oh, yeah. bro, I can easily put on five. True. I can easily put on five. Like, if I'm just... You can eat. If I'm cruising... You have to hold yourself back. Yeah, if I'm cruising, man, like, and yeah. weekends my coming around... partner's like that. Oh. So she looks at me and she's like, why, why can't you eat that? Yeah. Why are you such a pussy? <laughs> um, mate, I can smash food. And like, she's like, I could eat ten of those. And I'm like, sitting there, like, struggling. <laughs> well, man, I've, I've always been a big eater because having CF, right... Yeah. You take digestive enzymes every time you eat something with protein and fat because my body doesn't produce them yeah, okay. naturally. Yeah. And they always said to me, you need to eat more because otherwise you'll just never fully develop. Yeah. And my parents like used to feed me like it was going out of fashion. <laughs> yeah. And so I just had like the habit of eating a lot of food. Yeah. 
And as I got into adulthood, I didn't struggle to put on weight. So yeah. I had like a bit of a real estate dad rig going two and a half years ago when I left the job. Yeah, right. Like I was close to 90 kegs, but not a good 90 kegs. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then I started training for the marathon, lost 12 kilos, got down to 76 was lean like That's had abs and tough, yeah. yeah a lot of a lot of weight you feel different bro i felt so good i was so confident you know light, what i mean like light springy bouncy so much energy like <laughs> yeah. when i finished my first marathon i was 71 kilos at the end of it like i'd lost that much water yeah, yeah. i was water, fucking yeah. shriveled up man i was shriveled up but like now i'm about 83 i started a new drug i think in would have been in May this year called Trikafta, which somewhat helps yeah. to correct the defective CF gene. Yeah. And they said to me, mate, you already don't struggle to put on weight. Yeah. Your body's going to start digesting its nutrients properly. Don't be surprised if you put on a bunch of muscle and a bit of fat too, because your body will all, all of a sudden be able to use what it's eating because yeah. you're not under as much stress anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, don't know about that. Mate, I'll put on eight kegs. Really? And probably didn't three kilos of fat. I put on about five help. kilos of muscle over the course of five months. Wow. I've lost, or actually probably over the course of four, because over the course of the last like month or two, I've yeah. dropped about three, four kilos yeah. and just leaned up a little bit. Nice. Just been like training, like I'm running 50 Ks a week and yeah, eating a little more thoughtfully and yeah. you know getting in the gym heaps, yeah. doing, doing heaps of like training to get myself ready for this ultra and for the yeah, marathon yeah. I had in Melbourne. Yeah. But... Like my body just ticked over a bit of muscle, so I look yeah, and feel yeah. heaps better than I did before. Yeah, but I've got no problem putting the food away. The food away. So I, I love it. I live yeah. for it. So most of my food goes away after I finish training. Yeah. Okay. I, I live a lot on carbs and like liquid carbs and okay bananas and fruit and yeah stuff. And then at night time, I'm just like get it in, have like three meals. Yeah. Between five and 10, okay. o- ten o'clock. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever tried peanut butter and scrambled eggs on toast? Yeah, I have. Solid, eh? Grouse. It's good. Right. I've had it every day for about two and a half oh, years, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, it's I, the best. I did it for a long time and now I don't because I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I am, mate. I'm a massive advocate for it. Yeah. Do you know Benny Seymour? No. Fitness guy. He was my um, coach for my first Mara. He's like ultra-endurance yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. ex-rugby boy. And yeah. um, Benny got me onto it. Fuck, yeah, it's the best. It's good, eh? I'm always pumping it up. Yeah. I want to dive into the part of the podcast that's a consistent theme. So yeah. listeners, viewers right now may be hearing this as the end of a great app, or they might be hearing it as like the trailer to the full app. So if you're really interested in what Ricky has to say and you're listening to the five questions and answers part of the pod, I just suggest you pause it and just go listen to the full app. But if you're here after the last hour, we're going to dive into what is consistent for every guest. Um, Beautiful. Relatively short form, but they never are. You know, everyone <laughs> always divulges a little bit, yeah. which I love. So I want to ask you the first of five questions, which is if you could recommend only one book or one podcast to someone listening, what would it be? Oh, man, I'm not a man that's read many books or listened to many podcasts, <laughs> but I would have to say... One book that I did like was um, Can't Hurt Me. Great book. Yeah. Great book. I listened to that. David Goggins. I'm actually halfway through his episode with Rogan, the new one that just came out yesterday. He's just released a new book. Has he? Yeah. Goggins? Yeah. Can't remember what it's called, but I think it's about this next phase of his life. Yeah, he's he's in 
Now animal. You can learn a few things. For an animal. Maybe not everything he does, but you can t- take <laughs> a few things away from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a cracker. Yeah. Mate, I, I love that too. I listened to it probably a year ago. And he's someone I always just go, when I'm like, especially now, gearing up for a big event in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Let's get a bit of fucking goggins about Get him it. in your head. Yeah, exactly. When you're running. Exactly. Yeah. Second question for you is, is there a skill you're trying to master or an attribute you're working at developing that you think significantly improves the quality of your life? Um, for me, right now, I'm trying to improve my thoracic extension, which okay. is like my contributing to my overhead mobility, Yeah, which I think is literally the one thing between me and winning the CrossFit Games. Okay, so when you say that overhead work so that's like your snatch your overhead squats yeah my snatch overhead squat is is good it's anything close grip okay like, um single arm overhead squat okay or, uh, handstand push-ups yeah like my form breaks down my position breaks down because i'm not mobile, okay. mobile in that position um yeah stuff like that Bro, I'm probably the least mobile human being on the planet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, bro, I'm so bad. Make, makes two of us. Oh, bro. <laughs> I remember, here's a story for you. I said this always goes sidetracked, these questions. I remember watching the CrossFit Games. I think it was actually the CrossFit Games that you you podiumed in, in 2017. 17, yeah. With a mate at home, right? We're having a cup of tea, yeah. watching the games at yeah. my place. Really? And he goes, you reckon you could handstand push up? And I'm like, <laughs> you kicked up on the wall, surely, right? <laughs> well, we kicked up in the in the living room, right? And we're yeah. just holding each other's legs. And I said, oh, Mate, not even against the wall. No, nah, I was like, someone's gonna go through. Oh, yeah, I was like, someone's gonna go through the coffee table here. We should go outside against <laughs> the wall. Yeah. It was raining a bit at the time, and I've gone up against the wall couple times and yeah. I got to like my fourth or fifth set and I'm starting to get pretty confident. I'm like, I'm yeah. probably bust two out, right? Well, you're and touching your head on the concrete. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> dickhead, right? And it got a little bit wet on the wall from the rain and I slipped oh. and went into the end of the glass fence and went glass oh, fence, corner of it went through my leg. No I'll show you the scar after. Stitches. Bro, pop the muscle fascia straight into the muscle. You're kidding me. Bro, my, the fat from my leg was sitting on the edge of the fence and a couple of birds coming no. outside and pecking it. No. Yeah. Bro. And I had to get an ambulance to hospital because I couldn't feel any pain and I thought I'd severed all my nerves. Oh, no. And they said to me, the ambo said, mate, you missed your major artery by about three centimetres. Oh, <laughs> yeah. shit. He's like, mate, th- this could have been really bad. Damn. So I was in a boot for, I think... You would not have walked outside expecting that was going to happen. No, not at all. So that was literally the last time I've done handstand push-ups. Um, yeah, I was going to say. I was in a boot for like <laughs> two months again. because I wasn't allowed to extend my leg because I had to sew it tight. Yeah, like right. it was so tight because I lost so much fat and skin. And the, um, other, the other boys thought it was funny for, bro, for a couple of seconds. For a couple of seconds until he seen the hole <laughs> in my realized. leg. It was like, holy fuck, we need to call an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's, yeah... Thoracic mobility hasn't been necessary because I'm not doing handstand push-ups yeah. um, ever again. Don't need to do it. Um, <laughs> my third question for you is, and I might have an idea of what this answer would be, but what is the greatest challenge that's required the most growth for you to overcome? Yeah, definitely receiving the ban, four-year ban and having to come back from that. And um, yeah. 
Let, let me extend that question a little bit for you um, in maybe in summary of what we've spoken about here today. Yeah. What was the thing that you learned about yourself? If you learned one thing in that four or five years, what was it? Um, that I can do hard things, pretty much. And that's a fucking lesson that I think, not just for someone like yourself in your shoes, but that's a lesson that I think is necessary for everyone to yeah, learn, right? Sure. Because you never know when life's going to throw you something fucking yeah. tough. So it's always the the thought of it that seems harder, but when you actually do it, you realize, fuck, I'm tougher than I thought. We're ca- we're more capable, capable than we ever realize. Yeah, for sure. I love that, brother. What a message. Yeah. The fourth question for you is what's something that forms a part of your routine, whether it be a morning thing or an evening thing, that sets your life up for success? Um, probably just like doing my program that I get sent. Yep. Like making sure that I hit everything on that program for that day. Mm. That's literally like my focus point of the day. I wake up, I look at the program, and I know I'm going to the gym at 9.30 and I'm going to get that program done i'm gonna have lunch have a break in the middle and then go back and do the second session and uh, if i can complete that program every day and consistently do that for 12 months then i know the success that i'm going to achieve on the back of that so is there any negotiable in that program like is there ever a time where you wake up and go today's not the day oh yeah if it happens a fair bit to be honest yeah i think oh shit i'm gonna do that but um it's always a different story. As I said, you, you always think it's going to be worse than what it is. So if you can just, just the hardest part is turning up. And I feel like once you get started, like for anyone, if you, you think about going to the gym, you can't be fucked. Yeah. Sometimes you'll let that thought beat you and you won't go. And then you feel worse. But I always know that when I go there and I start, mm. like, and I, the blood gets warm, music's pumping and you actually feel good and you, you start to enjoy it. And then, you look at that thing on the program that you read while you're in bed and you think, oh, fuck, I can do that. Piece of piss. Piece of piss, yeah. Love it. <laughs> Just on that, you said music's pumping. What's the go-to amp up song? Oh. Yeah, I do like um, The Other Side by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Great song. Yeah. Fucking that classic. At the moment, I've, I think I've burnt it out, but... Okay. It doesn't hit me as hard as it used to, yeah. <laughs> but I do like that song. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. My last question for you, brother, is always my favorite question. It's the question that I think is an opportunity for you to to really share a key takeaway with the people who have tuned in to today's potty. It is, if you could share one message with the world and encourage them to act on it, what would that message be? Um, pretty much just to... To, to not give up on what you want in life and never set your standards too low always strive for more and always believe in yourself that you can do it and yeah, never give up simple but powerful message brother yeah i love it i want to say thank you so much for being a part of the show mate it means the world that we could finally get here and get this done uh, bro, thank you i'm i'm behind you i i hope to see you when i'm i'm confident that i'll see you on that podium with a gold medal around your neck, big check above your head. Okay. And and not only doing that once, but continue to do that throughout the course of these coming years. Yeah. Mate, you're a man on a mission. If anyone deserves it after this last four or five years, it's you. Um, I'm very excited to be supporting you, to be in your corner. And I want to make sure that everyone today heads to the show notes. 
I'm going to make sure that everywhere they can find you, support you, get behind the mission, um, is is yeah. tagged down there, linked there. Um, anything you'd like to say before you go? I mean, just appreciate you having me on the show, and I look forward to chatting again and seeing where the next part of the story has gone. Yep, so, mate, I love it. Exciting. One last thing new rule for you your shirt's got to fucking stay on the blue mile if mine's coming hey. off mate because i'm feeling very inadequate running in the morning when you're down there training oh, mate. i scare a few people off down there yeah mate the old eyes go wandering bloody oath mate shoulders like that i'll be fucking scared too thanks so much brother no, thanks bro. Appreciate take care it. cheers